want is going to create more resistance in your life. It's going to create more resistance in your heart. So where can you give up that fight and just move with it? Let's dig through the mud together. We're so glad you're here. Join us here each week for Mudlark. But da 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 da. Hi, my little monster. Welcome to Mudlark. I'm your host, Danny Boltz, and I started this podcast because for years I stayed quiet in my own mess. And when I started to speak and honestly tell the truth for the first time in my life, it was in those moments of ruthless vulnerability and truth speaking that I felt most seen and connected. So now I believe with every ounce of who I am that it is our stories that connect us, especially the darker, stickier, more challenging parts of them. And I'm not here to bring you big names. I'm here to bring you huge topics. And now it's time for us to dig through the mud because basically we're all just little monsters wanting to be loved. Let's go. What do you guys think of the new intro? (laughs) I am an evolving little monster. We all are. And I'm just going to keep moving the show along with the evolution of me and hope you're chill with that. (laughs) It feels really good. I'm excited. I shifted it because the original intro wasn't feeling 100% aligned anymore as the show evolves. And what I am finding now more than ever is that the, the center line that really ties all of these interviews together are the darker, more unseen parts of us that we kind of keep hidden. And it's the second we get into the conversation and really start to tap in and unleash where we connect. So I'm calling us little monsters. You are a monster. I'm a monster. Yeah, used to it. Anyway, if you don't resonate with being a monster, you don't have to call yourself one, but maybe this isn't a show for you. Anywho, I am so fucking excited to share today's conversation. Today, I am talking with Melissa Mackey. Melissa is a yoga teacher, a small business owner. She's really into the whole plastic free thing, which is wonderful. We didn't actually get into that in this episode. I'll have to bring her back on because I know I could use a little refresher on what I should and should not be doing. And this conversation was just freaking juicy and beautiful. And I left it feeling so much more like compassionate towards myself when it comes to my own anxiety. Melissa has found some really powerful ways to cope with her own anxiety and gave us the most actionable steps, which are my favorite, like what can I do today? Actionable steps to cope with anxiety and know that we don't have to necessarily identify as I have anxiety or I am an anxious person. Like this could actually be just kind of someone in the passenger seat that's with us forever and all is well. It's all okay. Uh, We talked about some of her international travel. We talked about her kind of jumping off the cliff and moving from LA to Oregon to just start over. We talked about how some of her childhood upbringing experiences 
kind of led her to some people-pleasing tendencies, and she just really got into sharing the truth of who she is and what she's been through, and I just really, really like her. So before we hop into the episode with Melissa, I want to remind you, on February 1st, I am leading a workshop in downtown Portland. It is an intention-setting and vision board workshop. Oftentimes when I hear the words like vision board, I'm like, gag me with a wooden spoon. Um, But we do this very differently. Last year when Jess and I were leading our Mount Hood retreat, we did vision boards and it was my first time ever doing them. What I love about this is we begin the whole experience with truth circle, which is kind of the basis of the show is like getting to the truth of who we are and digging And we are able to really see what your patterns are, the patterns and behaviors that are no longer serving you and get really super duper clear on what you actually do desire. Because so often it can get so gunked up with who we think we need to be or who we should be that we forget what we actually want. So we help you clear the fuck out of everything and just create space for true abundance I will link everything in the show notes for this event. It's $55. It's a Saturday afternoon at Awakenings Wellness Studio in Portland. I would love to see you in person. I would love to hug you and I would love to just connect in that way. So uh, be sure to stick around till the outro because I forgot to ask Melissa during the interview where you guys can actually connect with her and I share all of that with you in the outro of the show. So without further ado, let's move on to my conversation with Melissa Mackey. I'll see you on the other side. Instead of getting like super specific on like tell me about you, I want to just ask you frankly like what is your story? Okay. <laughs> Sound good? Yeah. <laughs> okay, go for it. Um, let's see. Okay, so I was Portland born, but California raised. So I'd like to say I was a Portland unicorn that actually stays there, but I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so Portland born, California raised, like middle class family, upper middle class family. Mm-hmm. My parents both worked. Um, I grew up in this little like horse town, cow town outside of Orange County. Weird little pocket in between big cities. Cozy. What is it called? Norco. Norco. Mm-hmm. Okay. What was the population? Do you know? I don't. It's not very big though. Okay. Um, and all the sidewalks are horse trails. Cozy. <laughs> all the parking lots have corrals. Oh, did you grow up riding horses? <laughs> I didn't. Oh, okay. no, no. Um, so I grew up out there and then um, took off as most of us do at 18, you know, and, um, went to UC Santa Barbara and then from there kind of started traveling internationally and ended up back in LA for a little bit and so I feel like I've been all over the place but I landed back in Portland uh seven years ago oh, okay mm-hmm. and so you went and traveled internationally and then you went and lived in LA I did yeah oh, right okay. outside of LA what brought you there um I had some friends out there so it was an easy crash place um mm-hmm. and then I got a job doing architectural consulting whoa i know for uh like a stone natural stone importer cool um in west la that is so weird (laughs) that's what you went to school for nope oh what'd you go to school for Uh, i went to school for international studies okay yeah and then uh my dad is in the stone business so i think that's how i like started to make connections and that was he like the person that you were working for was he 
like in with your family kind of yeah yeah and I worked for him for a couple of years um a transfer in that company brought me to Portland okay and um eventually I ended at my current job because of that connection so like yeah I do interior design now okay that's so cool (laughs) I love how I mean I believe it more than anything that life and work is like so much about the people you know and Mm -hmm. connections and like those connections just bring us to so many magical places Mm -hmm. you're like what the hell I couldn't have made this up yeah yeah it's so cool um to go back a little bit could you kind of talk about how you were as a kid like what were you like and what did you like to do um my family was one of those families that we weren't like allowed in the house they were like go outside you're not allowed to come home until the the street lights turn on. <laughs> as it should be <laughs> yes you know so my brother and I I have one sibling um he's younger than I am and him and I grew up just being like those kids that rode bikes and mm. uh went four-wheeling and just hung out in the street with our friends oh, I love it um I was probably the more uh I don't know I was gonna say regimented but that's the wrong word I was probably the one that like got the good grades and and really strived to um impress people a little bit more between like between him and I um, so I was the kid that got straight A's and did all the extracurricular activities mm-hmm. and all of that. <laughs> right. What was your brother doing meanwhile? Uh, my brother was just kind of a, a little rebel. Yeah. Yeah. He's got since gotten his uh, his stuff <laughs> together and he's an amazing army ranger and oh wow has a beautiful family oh but there had to be like one rebel in the family absolutely (laughs) we switched places once he started getting his stuff together i became the rebel okay how old were you then i was like like 20s okay yeah i think i went through that like weird space that we all do in our 20s when um i started kind of hanging out with more rebellious people and started experimenting with drugs and alcohol and things like that and um just went down a really bad path for for me yeah and I think maybe it's because I didn't I wasn't around that stuff as a child Mm -hmm. um or as a teen and so like when in college it became prevalent I was like oh hey what's that yeah was that something like even in high school were any of your friends into drinking or drugs I mean, drinking a little bit as teenagers are but nothing more than that interesting yeah and when you so was that when you went to you said UC Santa Barbara okay yeah yeah Yeah. and were you dating at all in college uh yeah like random yeah Yeah. (laughs) random like yeah like everybody (laughs) everybody random (laughs) frat boys (laughs) were you in a sorority I was oh my god I have to see pictures of this. It's oh, so, like hard to picture. I had blonde hair. You did? Mm, platinum blonde. And you're a natural brown, right? Yeah. Okay. Or brunette. I don't think you say natural brown, but it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I love that. So um, <laughs> you graduated college and then you traveled internationally. Was that um, after like going to school for international studies? Like, was that why? You, uh, you would hope so. Yeah. <laughs> I you're just like kinda... hot guy in Paris, actually. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I wish. Um, no, I just had the opportunity to kind of fall in my lap. I had an aunt and an uncle and cousins living in Beijing. Mm. And they extended their guest room to me. So I went over there and wow. uh, stayed with them for a little bit. And uh, when they came back to the States, I ended up staying there because I loved it so much. How and long were you there? Almost a year. Damn. Mm-hmm. What was it like? It was amazing. 
Like, it's so amazing. What does your day look like living there? Um, I volunteered at an orphanage Whoa. Um, three days a week, and it was so amazing. I met some of the best people mm. I've ever met there. And, um, and then on the weekends, we just kind of explored, mm. you know, went all the places that are an hour plane flight away or a train right. ride away or something like that. Um, I'm geographically like I just really struggle <laughs> so I'm like trying to picture like what was around there what were some of the places you went to and what were those experiences like um well we explored the Great Wall of China a lot we oh, yeah camping. that would be kind of close yeah. okay. camping up there which was really nice and um different Chinese um cities so like Xi'an which is the old capital um Shanghai you know those those type places and then and then other like southeastern Asian um, countries was it culturally so weird coming back home it was a little bit for the most part I was um surrounded by expats so it oh. wasn't a huge culture shock coming back home right it was more like I had to actually do something instead of just volunteer yeah. my time yeah you're like okay I have bills to pay now <laughs> yeah. money is a real thing <laughs> yeah that's so cool that you had that experience though I love that it I haven't great. I haven't done a lot of international travel at I all I highly recommend it yeah. yeah have you traveled since I have yeah. where have you gone uh Cuba Costa Rica mm. Bali I love, I love Bali. <laughs> I want to go to Bali so bad. It's just like the pictures. One of my photographers that I use, he that's like his place and I'm sold. I need to go someday. It's insane. Is it? Do you feel like a queen? I don't. It's not that. It's that. <laughs> that's what I picture me feeling like when I'm there. I don't know why. <laughs> just like on a freaking deck overlooking the ocean and like in a pool. That mm-hmm. like, I don't know. Yeah. Floating breakfast. All that. Yes. The thing with Bali for me is the people. Mm. the Balinese people are probably the nicest people I have ever ever met welcoming welcoming and like accommodating and so nice Mm. and like genuinely genuinely interested in like how you are oh I love that so much Mm -hmm. like hands down the nicest people I've ever met and when was your first time going to Bali just last year and that was when you did your yoga retreat Mm -hmm. can you talk about that sure so you and I actually met through the Portland yoga community like so many of the people I know and Mm -hmm. bring on this podcast um and yeah and we actually the studio that you co-own now mm-hmm. now yoga mm-hmm. <laughs> now now yoga now. <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's funny that was where we met because I was teaching there for yeah. a while so yeah tell us about the retreat um so last year we did our first retreat it was supposed to be hosted do you know Jill Nows? yes okay so it's yeah. supposed to be hosted by Jill okay uh, but you know she had some some medical issues arise so she had to back out last mm. minute um and myself and my business partner Augusta um we were kind of going back and forth, like, do we cancel it or do we find somebody else to teach it? And we were like, you know what? Let's, Let's do, it. do it. Yeah. So we went with a group of, um, I think there was like 12 or 14 people yeah. to Ubud um, in Bali. And we spent seven days like just doing all the yoga. Heaven. Vinyasa, Nidra, restorative, mm. all of that. And, <laughs> uh, and then we explored. We rode bikes and... We went snorkeling and uh, we went white, rod- wh- white water rafting. <laughs> that is a tongue twister. It is. 
And did you guys stay at a retreat center? Or? We did. Oh, yeah. heaven. This place called Soul Shine. Oh, my God. It's wonderful. That's so great. And you guys have another one. We are. We're going back to Soul Shine. <laughs> You're like, it was that freaking <laughs> good. Great. It's great. The Like I said, the people there mm. are just insanely kind. Oh. And the Soul Shine staff is great. That's great. Um, so we're going back there in May, May 16th That's- through the 23rd. Anybody wants to come? <laughs> yeah, for sure. We can put a link to it in the show notes. Yeah. Um, so I brought you on, be- I mean, because I want to get to know you more and selfishly, this is such a fun way for me to get to know people. <laughs> um, but you had done a post on Instagram a while back and I'm just creepy and I look at hashtags and I'm insane. I don't know. I do but too. I, yeah, I was just like digging. I was like, what's going on? And it had something anxiety related to it. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh shit, I didn't, because I don't know you well, I didn't know that anxiety was something that you just struggle with like Mm -hmm. so many of us Mm -hmm. and I was hoping we could just kind of dig into that and talk about it and I'd love to kind of have you take us back when did you start to experience anxiety for the first time um when was my first experience of it my first big like anxiety attack was probably living and working in LA Mm. I honestly think it was actually sitting in traffic on the 405 freeway (laughs) wow I believe it yeah um but I think I, and I, anxiety is not something that I necessarily identify with because I don't want that label to be something that rules you. Yeah, exactly. So for me, knowing that I have it, knowing the coping mechanisms and stuff like that is an easier way for me to deal with it as opposed to being like I have anxiety yeah which I do but you right. know um I don't know I don't like labels yeah you know no I love it and I've just been so inspired watching you I mean really through social media which will link you in the show notes as well but like I love when I see people sharing ways that they cope like through their life and Mm -hmm. you do such a beautiful job of that of just sharing your yoga practice Mm -hmm. and things like that was anxiety kind of what brought you to yoga or how did you step Um, into that anxiety didn't bring me to yoga but it definitely when I started practicing yoga and uh kundalini yoga in specific um I started noticing like my heart rate lowering and uh, being able to be present as opposed to you know in the future where anxiety lives. Yeah. Um, so yoga definitely now helps me. Meditation and pranayama help me big time in my coping me- mechanisms. Um, I allow myself, usually if I feel an anxiety attack coming on, pranayama is like my go-to. Yeah. So using those breathing techniques to bring myself back down to like a base level. Right. And where did you was that pretty intuitive to just start like breathing in that way or was that through learning like pranayama and yoga where you're like oh maybe this would help me I mean I think it was both yeah I think it was learning the pranayama practice and then also just like big deep breaths help yeah you know so much um I know that you love inner child stuff. oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know and was, how do you know <laughs> I'm a listener of the podcast <laughs> yeah <laughs> um and I think so like I said I came from like an upper middle class family my parents are amazing um they always wanted us to have like a really happy easy childhood um which they 100% delivered on but I think in the process my brother and I never really ever saw conflict mm. in any which way, financial, relationship, 
anything like that. So then when I um, moved out and I started having those those situations, whether it's, you know, not enough money or um, somebody speaking to me in a not ideal way, I didn't know how to handle it. Like I had no way of like figuring out how to navigate that life or that part of adult life Mm. um so I think that's where my anxiety is rooted Mm -hmm. Um, almost like not having the skills in those moments like mm -hmm. life is hard a lot of the time Mm -hmm. and human communication is hard a lot of the time so yeah that makes so much sense yeah you know we we want to give our children like everything that we never had You know, and so not showing them a little bit of conflict. Yeah. You you don't develop those muscles. Absolutely. You know, um, so, yeah. I think it's, uh, I'm really glad that you brought that up because, of course, that's always where I want to go anyways. (laughs) I'm like, wait, where did that come from? (laughs) Where did it begin? Because I do believe that the way we exist in the world today is so reflective of what we picked up when we were kids. And it's like, there's a fine line, though, because your parents do sound amazing and they were doing exactly what they, it was probably very different than what they saw growing up. Maybe Uh they saw, did they see more conflict growing up? Yeah, My, my dad comes from a family where my my grandma had uh you know four husbands and and uh you know a few different kids from from them and and I think that her growing up as a single mother in the beginning they had a lot of financial hardships so just being able to like provide for his family I think was a really big deal for him and he did it like no problem yeah the problem is we didn't see any of those problems yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's such a fine line. Do you know what your mom's upbringing was like at all? Uh, my mom grew up in a very strict Mormon household. Mm. Um, she is one of seven. Wow, I think. Um, and they grew up. They bounced around. My um, grandfather owned gas stations um, for Mobile, mm. and um, so they bounced around a little bit. I think she primarily grew up in Las Vegas. Um, and then what an interesting place to grow up. I know. Right. I can't even imagine. Like you don't think that there's actual houses there. It's just the strip. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, where did she fall in the lineup of seven kids? She is, uh, she's smack dab in the middle. Damn. Yeah. I wonder what that was like. Did she talk about that at all? Like her placement and the siblings? Um, not a whole ton. She stays pretty quiet about that. I know she wasn't super close to her siblings growing up, but now mm. they've formed really good relationships. Mm. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. And are you close with your parents? Mm-hmm. And you're still close with your brother? Mm-hmm. Where does he live? He's in Nashville right now. Oh, okay. fun. I've never <laughs> been there, but that seems like a great place. It's a really fun city. Do you go out and visit him? I've gone twice. Okay. Yeah. So to kind of fast forward, it sounds like anxiety has been this part of you, but you've done this really beautiful job of not identifying with it Mm -hmm. have you had times in your life where you've kind of glued yourself to an identity and then we're like what the fuck did I just do like (laughs) have you had that yes could you talk about that a little bit so actually like when I was living and working in Los Angeles I had this idea of what like an adult should look like Mm -hmm. right hold down that architectural consulting job and and uh, get a dog and find a husband and yeah. that kind of thing. You know, I wore the makeup and bought the jewelry and dyed my hair and things like that. And 
it never really felt authentic to me. And I think a lot of my anxiety comes from trying to keep up that appearance Mm -hmm. and surrounding myself with an environment that's so demanding like Los Angeles is, um, is not something that's very conducive to my heart. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, they say, I'd say my anxiety was at an all time high there. I was on actual prescription medications, um, which I am not a huge fan of. Um, there and they definitely altered my personality Mm. Um, and when I saw that happening I tried to kind of wean off of them I tried to go on more herbs and um, like St. John's wort and stuff like that so I tried to go on that kind of stuff and um, it wasn't it just wasn't getting better and you know you can't heal in the same environment that makes you sick so covered in goose I've heard <laughs> I have heard that and it like just it's so true mm-hmm. it's so hard yeah so I just left bye motherfuckers <laughs> seriously <laughs> so how old were you when you left uh it was seven years ago so what was that like 25 26 20s I can't do math you're like <laughs> I was in my 20s Danny <laughs> how dare you and so you moved from there to Portland I did the company I was with um was opening up a Pacific Northwest branch and my boss came to me and asked if I knew anybody up here because he knew that um I enjoyed Portland and I was originally from here and I was like I don't know anybody but I'll take it yeah and uh I brave I picked up and moved in like 25 days that's amazing you were ready your soul was ready oh I needed to get out of there yeah and did you drive up or how did you do it I did drive up in a rental car wow and were you (laughs) single at the time uh I was okay yeah and did you have any pets I had Benny the Frenchie (laughs) Benny the Frenchie Frenchie. (laughs) and you guys hopped in a rental car we hopped in a rental car I came up to Portland I moved in with a girl that I found on Craigslist wow um and then I just started like working and that's when my yoga practice started becoming really really important in my Mm. life and were you practicing at home I was practicing um, at home. Oh, I always practice at home yeah. in the mornings, but um, I was practicing at home and then um, also at a studio uh, downtown in the Pearl. Oh, okay. Is it still there? It is. Which studio was it? Yo-Yo Yogi. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're and, great there. Yeah. And you <laughs> did you practice there for years? I did. And that's where I did my 200 hour. Oh, my God. So my first training. <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah, when I was just a little baby yogi. Yeah, I love that. And so how did it, how was your anxiety at that point? Like you were getting heavy into your yoga practice you were in a totally new environment honestly like I don't know if it's just getting myself out of the frenetic energy of a big city and moving into a smaller city it's still a city Portland's still a city right but it's cozy it's cozy and we have the trees and we have the green and the nature that I think subdues the frenetic energy of a city yeah um so simply removing myself from los angeles and putting myself in a different place did wonders for me and your nervous system Mm -hmm. was just like thank you Mm -hmm. (laughs) thank you exactly (laughs) and so you lived with the roommate were you with her for very long at that house uh i think we lived together like a little less than a year okay then my um when my next roommate moved in also a girl that i met on uh 
on Craigslist is she's now my best friend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> thank God for Craigslist. I know. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of sick, but it's also such a helpful tool. Yeah. Like I haven't had as good of roommate situations as you from Craigslist, but I have had good. Oh, I've had my bad ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I've had some amazing ones. Yeah. Too. <laughs> that's so cool. And um, you are did you meet your husband in Portland I did okay can you talk about that I can um, give us the deets so I was like I said working for that company still mm. and um I just needed like a little extra cash you know when you move to a new city you have to get furniture and <laughs> I had to get a new car yeah and stuff like that so I got a side job at a uh like Portland institution bar oh whoa yeah like just a one Portland of those bars institution it's just bar? one of those bars that's been there forever oh okay you know which bar can you tell us I can it's okay. the Dublin the Dublin pub the Dublin oh where is that is that in northwest it's or in where? southwest in Raleigh Hills oh I do know where it is yeah. <laughs> oh that's cool yeah. fun so my husband's a part owner in that bar oh he is now yeah so I used to work for <laughs> oh naughty <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. And you were bartending there? I was, yeah. Don't, okay. I know, I mean, you can totally tell me if you don't feel this, but do you ever miss bartending? I do. Okay, thank you. It's fun. It's so fun. <laughs> it's so fun. I mean, it's it's an environment that I don't, I cannot be in all the time. Oh, no. But if I, honestly, even today at 30, if I could bartend just once a week, for like five hours, I would do it. <laughs> I help out on holidays and it oh, like satisfies that need so for me. <laughs> so fun. So I do like St. Patty's Day and stuff like that. Oh my, do you dress up for it? Uh, Yeah. Cute. Absolutely. You have to like on those holidays. I know right? where I'm going for St. Patrick's Day. That, <laughs> I, I'll actually come and help you guys for free. Sounds great. <laughs> Just so I can part Um, And so you guys met there. We did. And when you, did you start dating there or did you kind of? Um, We did, we call it half dating. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we did that for like a year yeah. where we, we went out on dates, mm -hmm. but neither of us were very upfront about our feelings Yeah, and we danced around the issue literally for a year. What are your guys' signs? Uh, he's a Virgo and I'm a Pisces. Oh, mm -hmm. that's a good mix. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. Love Pisces, love Virgos. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Um, so we like danced around it and finally both of us were like, what? what are we doing? What are we doing? And, <laughs> and then from there, it was like hit the ground running. Like in love. Yeah. Like move in together, get engaged, get oh, married. And how, so you guys were, I just love the details. So <laughs> you guys move in together. Mm -hmm. How long were you living together before you got engaged? A little less than a year. Okay. Yeah. And then you got married how much longer? A little less than a year. Oh, yeah. your wedding was so beautiful. <laughs> I loved it. So pretty. I loved it. Can I please link a picture of you with your Absolutely. flower crown? Yes. I can't handle that. <laughs> I, honestly, like I am devastated. I loved our wedding more than anything. But when I, because I did a flower crown, but it was with fake flowers. Oh, was it? Yeah. Like fake baby's breath, right? I don't even know. <laughs> I, I appreciate my sister for making it. But when I saw your crown, I was like, what did I do? <laughs> it was because I, I wasn't in my worth at that time. Like even like a year and a half ago, mm -hmm. I just like... I wanted to be the cool girl that like just didn't need to do the things, the things. And we like stayed in the air. I just wish I would have dressed it up a little more, you yeah. know, and like took more time. Well, like, I will say that photo of you and high 
kissing with the ferns in oh the God. foreground. I absolutely adore that picture. Thank you. That's <laughs> really weird that you said that though, because that popped up on our one year, like on Facebook today. Mm-hmm. And I looked at it and I goes, I was like, baby, look. And it was that. us out in the woods. Yeah. It's so good. No, it was great. But your flower crown just makes yeah. me. Side story on the flower crown. So everybody knows that like girls have like this idea about their weddings, right? Like, yeah, that whole like thought that like we plan it from our childhood which I didn't really I had an idea but like, like I had a couple ideas I had a couple <laughs> ideas but not really um I told my husband fiance at the time that I wasn't gonna wear a flower crown mm. and you could see it in his body devastation I crushed his vision <laughs> crushed it <That> so funny. <laughs> I felt so terrible you're like I'm not gonna wear a flower crown and he's like oh. seriously <laughs> and I was like never never mind I'll wear one of oh. course I'll wear one and it was like that's so sweet it was really cute yeah he had a vision for it <laughs> he did and you followed through yeah. I love that and can you talk about how and I know we're not clinging to anxiety no, but it's fine. it is just a part it's a part of my life mm-hmm. it's a thing that I have to cope with pretty damn regularly especially if I'm not taking great care of myself or if I'm not getting enough sleep but like can you talk about how anxiety has shown up in your relationship yeah um I think in my relationship it's I mean a lot of our reactions and thought patterns are due to like past experiences yeah and um my husband JT is somebody probably the first person I've ever been with that's been very direct and upfront with me um with how he feels about things Mm. and that's new for me yeah I was always with the guy that like brushed me off and pushed me to the side and whatnot so for him being there and being such a secure attachment type person um I like want to create problems when they're not there yeah you know chaos yeah yeah and I have to continually remind myself that like that's not where we're at like he is so stable in our relationship Mm -hmm. he doesn't question it he comes at me with anything that like he wants to talk about um so for me I find that like the anxiety in my in our relationship is like a hundred percent on my side <laughs> yeah no I am right there with you I'm the same way but it's so good because it sounds like maybe you and I are more of like that anxious attachment mm-hmm. where I did kind of wean on like avoidant for a while when I was with someone else but like when you're with a secure attachment person that's okay like that's where you can grow and kind of meet them isn't mm-hmm. that right like I you, think so you could both be anxious and that be okay too because you can like grow up from there but if you have an anxious and avoidant that's where that pattern is just like a fucking mess yeah that's terrible yeah yeah it's it's just one of those things that I have to continually remind myself like oh he's here like yeah he shows up every day yeah I love his face I haven't even met him but he just like <laughs> he just looks so loving and wonderful he's a great person oh yeah does he have siblings he has a sister okay yeah she's older than him and she lives in Washington DC oh, okay cool and is he close with his parents He's close with his mom. His father passed away when he was in college. Oh wow! Um, from cancer. So sad. That's so young. I know. That's it's a really worst. hard age. Yeah. Um, but his mom is 
the best. Is she? Does she live here? She lives in Eugene. Oh, good. Mm -hmm. I love that because your family's still in California. No, they moved to Bend um, like a year after I moved to Portland. Cool. Yes, they're really close. Oh, my gosh. And our moms get along. Oh, that is a good. (laughs) You're smiling so big. You're like, (laughs) it's working. (laughs) (laughs) I could be normal. I (laughs) love it. Yeah, no, I love that too. That's so wonderful. Mm -hmm. Um, And you are a business owner. I am. A new business a owner. A new one. Yes. Yes. Because you, but you're also working a full-time job. I do. Tell us about this. Two full-time Tell jobs. us about this. So this is actually something that is really helpful in me coping with my anxiety. So for me. You're like, I stay so busy. I can't feel my feelings. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Just kidding. For me, um, my anxiety comes from. Like I said, I don't want to deal with like weird, ugly situations. Yeah. So I just procrastinate. Yeah. And then that anxiety builds and builds and builds. Um, so for me, like being so busy, I don't have time to procrastinate. Yeah. So it actually helps my anxiety and helps me deal with it by like getting shit out on the table immediately. Yeah. And like dealing with it because I'm busting like, shit I out. I don't have time. Yeah. That's so good. Mm-hmm. And you, so you do interior design. I do. That shows up in your home, just like the pictures I've seen. <laughs> do you love it? I do. It's great. And do you like doing it? for other people like that it's fun it's um interesting because where I work doesn't they don't take a lot of like my design advice like I don't push my style on people I guide them through their style and help them to make sure that everything just kind of is cohesive and executes in a way that their vision is Mm -hmm. okay yeah so there are some interior designers where people go to where they're like I like your style I'm going to have you design my house yeah my job isn't like that because they work for a home builder oh so I take people through their options I kind of feel them out I see what's important to them and then I help them cohesively do that in their house with their style oh I bet you're so good at that I mean I would hope so I bet you are (laughs) because you're do you know what your Enneagram type is I don't Oh, shit. I know. I've been meaning to look it up, and I just haven't done it. I wonder if you're a seven. I'm a seven. But it's just like that. It's the enthusiast. Mm-hmm. And like whenever I'm around you, you always have just like the, I don't know, you make people feel like excited and like good about themselves. Well, and that's good to know. Yeah. <laughs> and so like I, I can see you doing that in that work. Just being mm-hmm. like, your house is going to be amazing. Yeah. And, just, <laughs> and they're like, yay. I would say that most of the people that come through my office have great style. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I'm obsessed. I, I'm like a pretend interior designer. Like, I mean, I don't, I give people advice, but for the most part, I just love creating spaces. I I think all of us are at some level like because you have to do your own house yeah you have to do your own spaces right you know so at a level you are an interior I am say it again (laughs) you are an interior designer (laughs) no I just love it one of my best friends she's an interior designer and I'm just like it just sounds I don't know it's something it's the label probably I'm just like that just sounds so fancy I dropped out of college so I like anyone who has like that anything I'm always like whoa yeah what would that be like (laughs) yeah it's fun I like it um and it's really really flexible which gives me a lot of room for yoga yeah and and that side of it yeah can you talk about what it's been like stepping into co-ownership of now yeah um so I can't take credit for now my business partner like I said Augusta is a phenomenal human you know her yeah she's She's great. great and she created um our first location and the vision for 
this space and it turns out so I was just a teacher when that opened and and um, one of her best friends no we met on Facebook oh really yeah (laughs) oh yeah we barely met like right before it opened so like when I met you at the studio I still teach at yeah you had just met her basically yep what the hell? Yep. You guys had best friend vibes. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, they love each other very much. Yeah. So I'm very fortunate to just kind of fall into a role. Yeah. Um, where I was just kind of her right hand woman helping out, doing the things. I stepped into a manager role. Um, and then when she started talking about opening a second space, I told her, I was like, I want in. Like, yeah. I love this community. Yeah. I love- Did she approach you? Is she like, or were you like, hi? <laughs> I think originally she approached me. Yeah. And then we dropped the subject for a little bit just because the space we were looking at fell through. Mm. Um, And then when we found another space, the space that is now our second studio, uh, I re-approached her and I was like, I went in. It's so I, I just love I just love everybody. It's I know. So great. And it's it's such a beautiful studio. The second space is they they feel the same. I mean, you guys have branded them so well. They're we tried. Just, yeah. And I haven't been to the second one. Actually, I went to it when it was the old studio. Yeah. The other one. But I haven't been to your guys's new space. But like I told you, um, you guys do a Christmas market every mm-hmm. year. And my husband and I brought our woodworking yeah. there for the second time this second year time, yeah. or in December. And you, um, I said to you, I was like, this place has always felt like you. That's like, really sweet. And it's true. Like, cause you, maybe it's also because I met you in Augusta at the same time, yeah. but it's like you have, your energy has always been just really beautifully like infused there. And Thank you. it just makes sense for you guys to own it together. Yeah. She's great. It's so easy to work with her. We have the same vision and, and like I said, I can barely take credit for it. It's I fell into a place that so seamlessly worked in you were my life. The right place at the right time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, think of if you didn't move to Portland. I know, right? It's so crazy. Yeah. And do you guys have like any other plans right now? Are you just trying to get on your feet like with the second studio or can you talk about business? I mean, there's definitely always plans for expansion in one way or another, whether yeah. that's um another studio or another teacher training or more retreats or right. something like I think it's funny I was actually talking about this with my teacher um this weekend this year 2020 feels it has this like bubbling up of expansion yes it does and I don't know what direction it's gonna be in yeah. yet, but I feel it I feel it like too in there right you know does it feel to you like a bubbling up of expansion into a direction you probably can't even like dream of. Like it's something I think bigger. So. I think it's bigger. I think yeah. it's, you know, us doing something that involves the community and involves yeah. the amazing humans that we've made connections with yeah. um, in the industry and, you know, maybe potentially leaving my job as an interior designer and doing this like wholeheartedly. Yeah. I was going to ask that maybe yeah (laughs) one day yeah Yeah. that's exciting and do you infuse just like some of your coping and knowledge that you've gained through your experiences struggling with anxiety like into the teaching you do like do you have any specific classes that are geared can you talk about those yeah I do um a lot of my dharma talks in the beginning of classes are usually I think for any teacher are usually 
surrounding something that I'm struggling with that week or dealing with that week or yeah. anything like that. So I do, don't you think? Yeah. No, I was that? just picturing me in front of the class, like bawling. I'm like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Again today. No. I've definitely cried in a class before. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I use my pranayama practice a lot with my students, mm. especially like, you know, being so integrated in a community of a studio you get to know your students so well yeah. that you actually know when they're dealing with something. Yeah, you can feel it. You can feel it. And mm-hmm. I try to incorporate pranayama and um, different aspects of self-study yeah. and things like that um, into my Dharma talks when I know that they're dealing with something. Mm, you're ugh, That's just so juicy. You're <laughs> such a good teacher because that is like when you get to that place where you're just you tap in and you hold space for people, you kind of put yourself on a shelf in a way like yeah. for a minute. And it's just like holding space and being able to tune into what these people need. Yeah, it's so beautiful. That's why they come onto our mats. They're mats. That's why we went onto our mats in the first place. Yeah, you know, exactly. That's where I found a kundalini practice. That's where I found a, a pranayama practice, meditation. Yeah, all of that. That eventually led into an asana practice, but it wasn't. It wasn't asana right off the bat. And so, what style of yoga do you teach primarily? Um, tantra vinyasa. Tantra vinyasa. Yeah. Can you? just explain what that is yeah it so, sounds like we're all naked on our mats I don't know I'm thinking know, of like tantric not, don't, sex. don't don't think sting yeah. <laughs> yeah I was like what is this why haven't I been yet yeah um it's it's a simple lineage okay. um you know similar to to any of the other ones um it has aspects of uh the earth and fire and air all within the one practice mm. um in the tantra tradition you some you think about things more from a place of abundance as opposed to a place of lack and scarcity and And scarcity exactly you don't want to clear the mind to gain enlightenment you want to build your prana to gain enlightenment Mm. so my teacher likes to call it yoga for busy bodies oh i love that (laughs) because we're not able to turn off the mind right right there's there's so many things going through there all the time right that instead of closing that down can you build other pieces of you up to find that fullness and fulfill mm. like what you're striving for in your practice oh that's so beautiful and it that is accessible like i cannot stand i'm sorry when i go to a class and they're just saying like clear your mind doesn't or, happen it doesn't happen <laughs> it doesn't like happen. we have fucking brains My. we are anxious people yeah you know as much as your heart wants to be quiet your brain doesn't want to yeah right your brain is wired to think about every situation Re- even if you're laying down on your mat you're in yeah. a safe space of a studio um in this container with like-minded individuals and a teacher your brain is still like what's around me what might happen yeah you know how can I deal with this right regardless of if your heart wants to be quiet yeah so can you take your energy and build it up to a space where the brain triggers to be like we've got this I can relax I'm in a place of abundance I'm in a place Mm -hmm. of safeness you know so it's just a different 
yeah. different train of thought. It's beautiful. It gives me goosebumps because all I care about, I'm just like abundance. <laughs> Let it rain. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's like what I talk about yeah. so much. Yeah. But it's like, it's true. And it's also like, there's so much self-acceptance that comes with that too, of just letting your brain do its thing. Mm-hmm. Let you, you can observe it. You can build like what you said, build other parts of you up to just feel okay with that chaos, mm-hmm. with the craziness. Mm-hmm. It's you can watch your thoughts. They can be there. Yeah. Welcome them. Just yeah. be like, come on, buddy. Acknowledge them. And then just, you know, kind of put them off in the corner. Yeah. And just be like, you stay there, Karen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you stay there, Karen. Yeah. So funny. <laughs> I love that so much. So if you were to be sitting down with someone who was having some like anxious thoughts and anxious feelings in their body what are a couple of things that you would tell them Mm -hmm. just some advice some ways to help them cope yeah um I think the number one thing would be identify your triggers Mm, you know like what what is it that gives you anxiety Mm -hmm. you know for me like I said it's that I don't like conflict so I procrastinate to avoid it yeah you know but what kind of conflict is that? Is yeah. it conflict with your family? Is it conflict with a certain person? It, are your finances giving you anxiety? Like what, what is it? Right. You know, so I, identifying what gives you anxiety is the best first step. Yeah. And then learning, okay, well, how do I remove myself from that? Or how do I change my thought patterns around that? Mm-hmm. What can I do to to change the situation yeah for me again like I said it was removing myself from an environment of toxic people and of just the energy of a big city that my soul couldn't handle um you know but is it are your coping mechanisms pranayama can you take a couple deep breaths um I call it the pause so can you take a deep breath in and pause And then as you release, you can decide how you react in the situation. Mm. Are you going to react from a place of anxiety or are you going to react from a place of anger or excitement, which can look very similar? Mm. Or can you take a deep breath, find that pause and decide to move forward? In a calm manner. In probably a different way. Mm -hmm. A different way is going to be like your new pattern. And that's not easy. Yeah. You know, you might mess it up a lot of times before you get it right. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Would you, do you journal? I do. Okay. Would would those be good journal prompts, you think? I think so. Okay. Um, And honestly, just like brain dumping words onto a piece of paper. Mm -hmm. Like... Maybe every night you come to bed and you write about your day and maybe you're not specifically identifying things that make you anxious, but you're putting them on paper Mm -hmm. and you can go back, Mm -hmm. let's say on a day that you're feeling really good, you're feeling very free. You can go back and look at your past journal entries and maybe you find a pattern. Yeah. Like if you don't know what those things are, journal it, look back. Yeah. See what are my habits? Yeah. Where are my triggers? Like, yeah. where does that come from? And what can I do? Mm-hmm. Is it going out for a walk in nature? Is right. it going and taking a yoga class? Is it sitting down with your dog on your yoga mat? You mm-hmm. know, what is it? Yeah. Or even like if someone's like fucking spinning out and just feeling like tight chest crazy, mm-hmm. it's like, what is one thing that would feel better for me right now? Even if it's crawling into bed for a minute or Absolutely. like putting a cozy sweater on or making some tea, it's like, you deserve to take care of yourself mm-hmm. and 
when we can tune in and take a breath, notice what our body maybe would like more than what is now. Mm-hmm. That's just like a tiny little shift. Yeah. And then you start to identify different things that happen. For me, before, uh, right before I have an anxiety attack, my, the tips of my fingers go numb. Oh, wow. And then once it starts to get a little bit greater, my lips will start to tingle. Mm. So identifying those things before you have a full-blown anxiety attack um, is really helpful. Yeah. So you can, I can feel my fingertips going numb and I'm like, okay, what's happening right now? Where can I remove myself? Can I just go walk out the door, sit on the patio for a second, and then come back into the situation after I calm down? Mm. You know, um, living with that level of stress and living with that level of anxiety is really bad for your heart. It's bad for your soul. Um, We're not meant to function and thrive um, at a level like that where we feel like we're holding our breath the whole time yeah. like you need to be able to find a space where you can find that exhale absolutely it I mean I could I don't, not argue it but it's like so much of the work I do is truth work mm-hmm. and like when Jess and I lead our retreats we're sitting in a circle of women and we are trying to figure out what people are not saying mm-hmm. and so much of my anxiety comes from a place of not speaking my truth so if I have something that's just sitting there even if it's like maybe an insecurity I have that I'm just not speaking into it like speaking it yeah. out it builds up and creates anxiety in my chest and then I just but when we can get to that place even if it's writing or just constantly getting it out of us I just have so many like far less anxious days sometimes just giving the words that space of like just being said yeah and just letting them dissipate into exactly. the ether sometimes lets it go yeah absolutely or the person across the table from you can be like oh my god me too yes and then you're like i'm not alone yeah like Precisely. somebody else is doing this with me. Yeah, I love that so much. You um, said I read one of your Instagram posts <laughs> before you got here just because they lift me up and I wanted to have something to share. Um, I love this one. You said when tough times come your way, you really only have two options. You can either fight the waves or you can ride them. You can spend all your energy wishing things were different and wish that situations and people would change. You can spend your precious time fighting against reality and all that is, or you can let go and ride the waves. You can soften. You can accept that life brings waves and some waves will be undoubtedly wonderful, but others will be incredibly tough. Let's learn to ride the waves together. (laughs) I love that so much. It's so beautiful. And it's such an invitation. You know, I think you as a yoga teacher too, be like, come on. I mean, it's like me with Mudlark. Let's dig through the mud together. We're all in it together. We're all just little monsters trying to be loved. (laughs) Like when it comes down to it. And I, I love that you share this story of anxiety and dealing with it because some people might look at you and look at your Instagram feed and just see you're so beautiful and your beautiful home and your husband and dogs and yoga studio owner and it's like I'm just a fucking little monster are you a little monster we've all got our stuff we all have our stuff (laughs) and you just like I said you learn to ride it you learn to I mean you can't swim upstream never I I mean you can try two water things I know in one but you can't swim upstream you can't fight the current no and that is going to create more resistance in your life it's going to create more resistance in your heart so where can you give up that fight and just move with it yeah because 
in the movement, you can start to pull out little lessons, even if they were really uncomfortable and really hard. Mm. There's a lesson there. Mm -hmm. And maybe it'll help you deal with the next set of waves that come in. So maybe a wave comes in and you're like, oh, I, I did this last time and it worked. Mm. You know, so how do you learn to ride those and, and what pieces of truth do you take from them mm-hmm. so that you can better prepare yourself for the next situation? Yeah, it's so beautiful. And it's like, I mean, it's trust building, you know, each time something comes and when you try to like resist and then you like go with the current and you just flow with it the next time that comes you're just going to trust that you will survive and right. you're going to be okay and it's like this is just another wave yeah it's and fine. everybody learns that journey in their own way you know for me taking myself out of situations is how I deal with um my anxiety but like that might not work for some people right you know and anxiety presents itself in so many different ways that the coping ne- mechanisms for everybody are so different so if you can like I said, just pick those little pieces out of, of situations or those little pieces, little lessons out that worked the next time you go through it. It's just Mm. that, that much easier. Just one step closer. Yeah. That's so beautiful. And it could be something that you cope with your whole life. Oh yeah. You know, I mean, like you said, we're, we live in just an anxious world and there's constant expectations and things and hard stuff and mm-hmm. people's traumas, projections, everything. Exactly. You're like, ah, <laughs> there's shit. so much. There's, and yeah. Yeah. We're always striving to do more and be bigger and make all the friends and make all the money and yeah. do all the things like how can you settle into a space of peace in your heart with all that around you? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So just a couple questions that I've been asking everyone recently. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the biggest challenge in your life right now? I think right now, <laughs> it's funny. Like I said, I um, worked with my teacher this weekend, my yoga teacher, and I identified my biggest obstacle right now perfect timing (laughs) I know (laughs) um and my biggest obstacle right now is the lack of resources or let me rephrase that my illusion of the lack of resources like I said I work two jobs I have to maintain friendships I have to maintain a relationship I have to make sure my dogs don't die yeah you know um so I sometimes go to a place where I don't have enough time in the day. Yeah. There's not enough hours in the day. Um, learning how to realign my thoughts with, I can do whatever I want with the 24 hours in front of me, as opposed to being like, there's not enough. Mm-hmm. I had to remind myself that like CEOs of companies have 24 hours in the day. I have 24 hours in my day. Yeah. Beyonce has 24 hours in her day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, so like, reframing my idea that I don't have enough time when in fact I do yeah and getting to kind of that place of delegation yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) I like to do it all (laughs) yeah I know it's I totally get that I get it I get it get it and what is um the thing you're most proud of Oh, the thing I'm most proud of. I'm proud of a lot of things. Yeah. I'm proud of pulling myself out of 
Southern California. Mm. And I'm proud of the life that I've created in Portland, you mm. know, and uh, it's not perfect, but it's it's pretty damn close. Yeah, yeah. it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. It seems so reflective of your heart and just who you are today. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate thank it. Thank you for and having just, me. I really like who you are. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening. I love her. She is so wonderful and I'm just really glad she's my friend and I feel honored to be getting to know her. You can find Melissa over on Instagram at Melissa Mackey Yoga, which I'm going to link all of this in the show notes. If you would like to see her in-person schedule or see information on the retreat she's leading in Bali, I will also link that. That's nowyogapdx.com. And if you have not yet rated or reviewed the show, my love, my dear, please do it. I know you're like, well, it's okay if I don't. Who needs it? It's not important. It's so important. And I am forever grateful when you do this head over to itunes rate me five stars and just talk about what you're gaining from the show maybe it's just feeling connected or maybe it's just feeling less alone just share those words share the podcast with someone in your life who could benefit from the information anything everything helps thank you so much for being here have a great day bye